0: I'm Donica Contour, and this is Naptime Devotionals, episode 45, for the salvation of Zion, studying Doctrine and Covenants, sections 94 through 97. Welcome to Naptime Devotionals, a come follow me study for busy moms. I'm Donica Contour, your host. I'm a mom of four kids, wife of a high school theater teacher, and my favorite show to binge watch is Murder, She Wrote. Hello, hello, hello. Um, I don't know about you guys, but when I'm recording this, we are about a week before school starts and I'm kind of sad about it. I mean, on the one hand, I'm excited for summer to be over cause I'm over the heat, but on the other hand, my husband's a teacher and I like having him home. So I'm kind of sad that he's going to be going back to school, but that is the nature of the beast. And speaking of nature, let's talk about the nature of God in Christ, um, in these, um, what are they called? Sections. My brain, you guys. It's it's a fun place to live. Okay. Um, so looking at section 94 verses two through six, section 95 verse 13, section 97 verse 10, we see this phrase repeated over and over again. According to the pattern, which I have given you and which shall be given you hereafter. And let's talk about this. I, this is the phrase that stuck out to me the most while I was reading. Um, and I made me think about how God's ways, Christ's ways, um, are not always man's ways, right? Like we see this with the brother of Jared. We see this with, um, Noah. We see this with Nephi over and over and over again. People, prophets are commanded to do things in a way that is very particular to the way God wants things done. And they are not after the manner of men. Um, and I love the idea of which shall be given unto you hereafter, right? The pattern, which shall be given unto you hereafter that contrary to popular demand, meaning contrary to the way Donica wants the world, we, we aren't given the blueprints all at once, right? It's here a little, there a little, step by step, line upon line, precept upon precept, right? Like consistently, this is how heavenly father teaches us. This is how Christ teaches us a little bit at a time. And I think it's interesting because as a parent, I forget this sometimes. I'm like, oh my gosh, just sweep the floor. Like what's so hard? (laughs) You just sweep it. And I forget that, yeah, well, it's my kid's first time sweeping the floor. Like they don't know how to sweep the floor. I have to show them a little bit at a time. Okay, the first thing you do is you get out the broom. Okay, this one is the broom. And now this is how you sweep. You don't do it like this. You don't do it like that. This is the way that you sweep in order to not, you know, push everything everywhere. And then, you know, and giving them step by step instructions until the point where it's almost painfully simple in terms of step-by-step instructions, because that's how we learn. We're all programmed to learn a little bit at a time, right? And we learned this last week, um, talking about Christ, about how he learned Christ, right? The guy who made everything he learned as a small child, a little bit at a time, grace upon grace. Right. Um, and then let's look at Doctrine and covenant section 95 verses one and two, and then section 97 verses 15 through 17, 23 through 28. In these sections and in these verses, I feel like it's really important to note that I think sometimes we get confused with, um, who God is. Sometimes we're like, oh, well, he's the God of the Old Testament, and he sends plagues of locusts, and he turns water into blood, and he curses people, and, you know, all these things. And then we're like, oh, we learn about God of the Book of Mormon, and how he's so loving, and he's so accepting, and, you know, all these things. And we kind of forget that, actually, he's both. Like, he's both. Um, God loves us unconditionally. Christ loves us unconditionally. They are perfect in their unconditional love for us. That doesn't mean that they don't also have expectations for us. That doesn't mean that they don't also have rules and commandments that they want us to obey, right? I thought about this the other night, um, with our son, our two, almost three-year-old Edmund has been throwing food. It's super fun. Um, and I had a conversation with him. Um, I was just kind of at my wit's end. And in our family, we do family movie night on Sunday nights. And I had told him, Listen, you throw your bowl one more time, you're done. No family movie night for you, you're gonna go to bed. Right. And of course being an obstinate two year old <laughs> He threw the bowl again. So I was like, fine. So we got him ready for bed, put him, you know, read a story, sang him songs, told him we loved him, closed him off in his room. And the rest of us went down to watch a movie and he sobbed and I felt awful. And on the one hand, I really wanted to stick it out <laughs> and be like, well, this is what I said. And on the other hand, I was like, I don't feel like you should have to miss out on something like family movie night when you're not listening. Like, right. That was, that was my bad on using that as a, as a, um, consequence. But my point here is I went and I talked to him and, and I was like, Edmund, listen, did you know mom loves you when you don't throw food? And he's like, "Uh uh-huh. I said, and did you know mom loves you when you do throw food? And he said, no. And my heart broke into a million pieces. Oh my gosh. I was like, no, this is, and I realized, like, I think heavenly father, at least for me personally, I feel like there's been a huge push on heavenly father loves us unconditionally because for a long time, again, for me, I felt like it was, you have to do these things or else you're not loved. And that's not true, right? We know that we are unconditionally loved by our heavenly father. But at the same time, he still wants to teach us things like don't throw food. Um, and so I've been working and teaching Edmund, right? We don't throw food, but also I still love you, right? The the way that you behave does not impact the way that I feel about you And I'm still going to teach you not to throw food. I am still going to teach you that it's not okay to hit your sisters or to sit on your brother or, you know, whatever it is. I still have expectations for you, even though I still love you. And if anything, um, I have these expectations because I love you, right? Um, because God spends time on us, because he corrects us, he shows his love for us. One of the talks, the, um... Come follow me recommends reading is as I, as many as I love I rebuke and chasten by D Todd Christofferson from April 2011 General Conference. And he says, Paul said of divine correction or chastening, for whom the Lord loveth he chasteneth. Though it is often difficult to endure, truly we ought to rejoice that God considers us worth the time and trouble to correct. Divine chastening has at least three purposes to persuade us to repent to refine and sanctify us and at times to redirect our course in life to what God knows is a better path. And we've talked about this before in relationship to um, coaches, right? Where the coach can see the whole field and will call for a play that sometimes doesn't make sense to the players because the players can only see what the players can see, whereas the coach can see the entire field. Um, And I think that that's something that, we, at least for me, I need to balance a little bit better in my head is the notion that God loves me unconditionally and He still wants me to do these things and He still wants me to follow these commandments and He still wants me to listen to the prophet when He urges us to do things, when He um, tells us over the pulpit, when you know, regardless of what it is, I feel like it's important to listen to the prophet to listen to our heavenly father, to listen to Christ, because everything that they're telling us, even though it may not make sense to us, even though like, that doesn't make any sense to me, we can pray for understanding at the end. We can pray for peace. We can pray like, listen, I don't understand why this works or why we're being asked to do this thing. Heavenly father, if this is what you want me to do, like help me feel peace about this. And then you can move forward. Um, so let's talk about plan of salvation a little bit. The Come Follow Me asks, what does it mean to you to be pure in heart? In Moses seven eighteen, it says, and the Lord called his people Zion because they are of one heart and one mind and dwelt in righteousness and there was no poor among them. So Come Follow Me asks, how can we build Zion in our home? And if we look at the previous scripture, we want one heart, one mind, dwell in righteousness, no poor among them. But how does that translate into family life? How do we help our family be of one heart? How do we help our family be of one mind? How do we make sure that we're dwelling in righteousness, that there's no poor among us? And to be honest, I don't have all the answers, right? I just, I don't know. I mean, you know, you follow the gospel and you do the gospel things. Um, I think honestly, the biggest thing for us and for me is making sure that we're all on the same page. If we're all striving to accomplish the same things, if we all know that this is the goal in our family. Um, and I think that if we can achieve this on a micro level, right at the individual and family levels, we're going to be better prepared to help achieve this on the macro level in terms of our towns and our cities and our states and our countries and the world, right? Um, So let's look in terms of application here. Today's going to be kind of a short episode, you guys. Um, Ultimately, I think we need to follow the patterns that God gives us, even though they're not the same ones man is using. Um, Even though... They may not always make a hundred percent sense to us. Pray and ask for help to understand them. Pray and ask for help to follow them. Um, Accept the Lord's chastening, which is admittedly easier said than done. And the last thing I just wanted to read was also from um, that talk by Elder Christofferson. He says, if we sincerely desire and strive to measure up to the high expectations of our heavenly father, he will ensure that we receive all the help we need, whether it be comforting, strengthening or chastening. And I just wanted to leave you with this um, and I'll talk to you next week.